Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever and whenever you have to be listening to us. The Great Wide World brought together by the Internet. Last three guys to do a podcast are here as we just watched another nail-biting buzzer-beater finish, this time between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. I'm John Morgan along with Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown here to talk sports for another 60 minutes and then once again heading into Leon's game room. Yesterday, last yeah. week, you mentioned it, we were playing home run baseball and we toured various parks and we were in we were in chicago we were in los angeles we were in houston fenway Fenway. we were all over the place and we were knocking the stuffing out of baseballs virtual baseballs shooting them out into the stands it was a lot of fun we'll see what what we wind up doing after this one but we got to be sure we're done by eight o'clock that is when game four of denver and phoenix tips off denver 2-1 lead we'll talk about that in a moment but first up the sixers hold on 116 115 in overtime to even up their series with the boston celtics in a game that as i mentioned it went into extra frames and if it was five extra seconds it would be a completely different result it would be the celtics taking a 3-1 lead back to td garden in boston to try and close out the sixers instead the sixers even it up great games from joel mb great games from james harden he hit the buzzer the winning excuse me the winning margin as boston's defense goes to sleep they don't double back they leave him all alone in the coffin corner and he responds by drilling a three ball and that allows Philadelphia to advance. And guys, it just seems like that when James Harden is going well, Philadelphia goes well because he was not really there in games two and three. I'm gonna let Leon go for it first. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to. Co- you raced out and you're. Yeah. I mean, I hope you wiped. Did I you? Did, well, I didn't have to. Okay. So okay. It was the number one. Oh, so good, good. Good. Well, I believe um, it was game. Which game was that? Was game two or game three where James Harden went for 45? That was game one. Game that was game one. one. Yeah, that was yeah, game one. Well, and B was 45 and 15, abs- I think yeah. he did. Yeah. And I was very shocked at him doing that because, you know, I didn't know James Harden still had that in him. Mm-hmm. Then, like John said, games two and three kind of went back to being a pa- being a passerby. Yeah. An observer. Yeah, and, and that's not what Philadelphia got him for. I mean, he had a pretty good season this year. But he's been kind of absent in this series, and a lot of it has to do with um, Marcus Smart. Well, this game, James Harden came up big towards the end. Um, his um, The acquisition James Harden's playing started to pay dividends. Um, I was very glad to see Joel Embiid kind of back in his old form to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Is he at 100%? No, but during a playoff, who really is? Yeah. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a meat grinder at this point. You just have to gut through it. Hope you can be the last person standing and then take care of all your uh, n- all your bumps and bruises while you're r- relaxing on the beach, drinking a mojito, and admiring your championship ring. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Milwaukee. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and shout out to Mike Budenholzer, who and we'll talk about this, too, we'll is too. now looking for a job. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what, where his golden parachute winds up landing. So, you know, yeah, Leon, you mentioned it. And, and by the way, uh, congratulations to Joel Embiid. Well-deserved MVP. Absolutely. You know, he averaged 33.1 points per game this year. Um, uh, what I liked about his uh, him accepting his MVP award, how emotional it was, and, and then you look at the journey. This, this guy didn't even want to play basketball. He wanted to start out playing volleyball. He's from Cameroon. Right, so his story is intriguing to me. Uh but getting back to game four, and, and you mentioned Harden, Leon, in, in game one with the 45-point effort. Remember, Embiid didn't play in that game. You have to look at that, and you have to look at Boston, and you have to say, man, we could be up. This could have been a closeout game for us. You know, this could have this could have been a 3-0 lead, and we just didn't take advantage of that. You have to take advantage when stars like Embiid or, or anybody in his caliber are out. Okay. Right. So, yes, folks, I missed the last plays. I heard Leon from the bathroom. <laughs> he was screaming out loud, oh, it was good. No, I don't know if he got it off. So <laughs> I come in and thank God for instant replay, right? Yeah. So yeah. you get to see what happened. Looks like what happened was it was a, it was a, 
defensive assignment that was missed. I get it. With It's a mismatch when Embiid and Harden are on the floor together, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you have to see who's going to get it. Well, Embiid penetrates. He gets inside. He gets deep enough to force a double team. He doesn't need a double. He need he, that was he didn't need a triple team. Right. Brown came in too far and didn't close out. And so his closeout was late. Right. I don't care who he is. That's not the guy you want to leave open. You At don't want to leave Harden open. Facts. Okay. That that guy it, he's I think he's in the top 10 in NBA history in three-point shooting. You don't want to leave him open now. Yeah, especially when, you know, at that point in time, mm-hmm. James Harden had 39 points. Right. Yeah. They should have had someone on him at all times. Mm-hmm. James Harden closed out the game with 42 points. Yep. Not quite the effort that he put in the first game, but about 90% of that effort. Correct. Going 6-9 from three. Um, I mean, this man shot a whopping 16 for 23. He was almost making – he almost made everything. Very efficient game. Um, Joel Embiid on the floor with James Harden goes to 34. That's that, that's the type of game that we need out of Embiid. Right. Um, and the interesting thing about that 34 points is a third of his points came from the free throw line. Yeah. Which means that – Remember, he's always been he's always been a wizard in getting to the free throw line. Absolutely. So, you know, with – if you take that, those combinations, I can, I can see why the Celtics collapsed on Joel Embiid, but at the same time, going to your point, Daniel, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a man who, is pre, who, who already lit you up for 45, is lighting you up for 39, evidently the Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart guard, guarding him has been, has been ineffective, at least this particular game. I can see why they did it this game because he's been kind of quiet mm-hmm. games two and three. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I guess he's been watching tape. He's kind of made his mind up, but James Harden's like, hey, I will not be just, as John called him for the past two games, a passer-by. He's not going to go out that way. And as we've seen, I I like the effort that I've seen. It's it's like vintage James Harden. Yeah. That was vintage. He he still has it in him to do it. Right. So the question is, with their series being tied two up, it's going to be a few ones. But but best out of three? Yes. Best two out of three? Yep. So – He's does James Harden have at least two of those games left in him? Well, he's gonna have to, um, and and I say that because you can't you can't expect Embiid to go off for forty and twenty every night, right. and Tatum and Brown are on the other side. You know what was what was Tatum's uh, line today? Listen, uh, Tatum's a superstar to me. In my opinion, I think he's he's been that way for the last three seasons. I think he's elevated his game. He had 24, 14 rebounds, uh, 18 rebounds. Jason Tatum had 24 20, and 18. Yeah, 24 yes. 18. My goodness. De- uh, 14 defense rebounds. The thing about it, though, was he scored 24 points on 20 shots. Yeah. So yeah. Going, going one for six from, from three, which the game still came down to the wire. Um, Marcus Smart. Shot six for fifteen, which you know, I guess that's about it puts about about forty six percent, forty five percent from the field. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown was probably the most efficient at twenty three for with sixteen shots. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good, but I believe that the difference maker in the game was James Harden, and I guess the lack of defense that Marcus Smart was playing on him today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just wasn't working. So. Um, the Boston coaching staff is going to have to go to work, yep. and they're going to probably throw some different people at him because I think James Harden, he, he gets the assignment. He understands that Joel Embiid has a hurt knee. Yeah. Yep. Though Joel Embiid did put, up, did put up 34, but to your point, Daniel, can will he have it in him to do that for the next two to three games? Exactly. And we don't know. And we don't know that. You know, but James Harden, as far as we know, mm-hmm. is healthy. Right. So he's going to he's going to have to pretty much channel 2016 James Harden, 2015, 2017. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Houston James Harden all over again. Yes. And he's going to put the Sixers on his back, and he's going to take them to the promised land if he can. I mean, yeah. that's where they got him. And I believe this is a contract year for James Harden. I mean, I think he put he he, he signed a contract over the off season, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the numbers that he that he really wanted. So he kind of he kind of bet on himself this year. Yeah. 
So his agents watching this, the front officers watching this, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot riding on this for him. And plus, he's up there in age now. He's this is more more like his last big his last chance to get a huge payday. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add after that, Leon. <laughs> no, it's great. No, that's very cogent analysis, Leon. Um, here's the thing about this series. You want this series. This kind of series deserves to go six, seven games. This, this should be a long series, right? Correct. Because of the two teams. These are the two teams that we've said have been at the top of the Eastern Conference for the last five seasons. Right. Yeah. In my opinion. Absolutely. If you look at Philly was right on the cusp of going to a championship mm-hmm. when they had Jimmy Butler a couple of years ago. They mm-hmm. were Kawhi Leonard bounce, miracle bounce away from going to the um, finals. Right. They've kind of always been, you know, they were a uh, Trey Young, excellent performance. And a Ben Simmons bad performance. Yeah. Psychological <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> <Yes. more bad. laughs> let's, let's keep that in mind. It was – Ben Simmons just broke down completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he had and to we still, I haven't seen Ben Simmons on the court in two years now. Right. Yeah, that he's name is now Benjamin. It's, it's yeah. Benjamin now. It's no longer Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> so they don't get him. No. They've always been there. Then you know, you look at Boston. Uh-huh. Has always been on the. You know, they 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 were in the finals a couple years ago. Right? Yes. They were in the finals last they year. They were in the finals last year, actually. Yes. Yeah. So, Boston, they, they're, they're, both these teams, they haven't won the championship yet, but they're, they, they've always been there. I, I can say that the front office, Boston's front office is more than Philadelphia's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little more, you know, they're a little more pleased, you know, but at the same time, Philadelphia, you know, they're, I wouldn't call it, I mean, unless – Philadelphia's a team that we're saying championship or bust. Is Philadelphia championship or bust? Yeah. You have to say they are. I think a lot of teams are. At least three teams in the East are. And yeah. that's Milwaukee. And you see what they did to their They coach. busted. They mm-hmm. busted. Um, but they, they – I'm kind of – I'm on the fence about Milwaukee because last year whoa, they whoa, didn't – you're on the fence about yeah, I, I don't think, getting fired. Yeah, or? I don't. Yeah, I don't think that he should have got fired. Okay. I don't think. I don't think they should have fired. But then, it's a business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Daniel's ready to jump. Yeah. Politics demands a fiasco like that. Mm-hmm. Someone has to take the blame, and it has to be Budenholzer. Because it can't be. It can't be John, uh, Giannis. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. can't touch him, him. No. even though he, even though he was hurt the whole series and didn't really play much. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's the? But you know, at the same time, though, they're like, hey. During um during their championship run, Giannis was hurt during the Atlanta series during the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and I don't even think they even used him like that. That I don't even think they even used Giannis like that during the Eastern Conference Finals, no. and they made it out. Right. So, so you can't use that as an excuse. There's no like, I still would have gave Coach Bud another shot, and I think the front office is on the fence about that too. But the public yeah. needed to see. Public demanded blood. Yeah, they needed to see. They needed a pound of flesh. They needed a pound of flesh. All right. Here okay. We, here we go. So I've got some I've got yeah. records up by year. <laughs> All of this, right? When did Coach Bud get that get that position in Milwaukee? After Jason Kidd left. After Kidd left. So this was. 20 Probably 2017. 2017, yeah. All right. So, 2017, they finished seventh in the East. Of course, they lost in the first round. They came back and had a 60-win season in the first round. Right. Uh, they, they were first in the East. Had right. the best record in the East. Lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Came back the following year. Lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Best record in the East. Lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2020, 2021, third best record in the East. Won the NBA Finals. Third in the East last year. Lost the, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Actually, in the, uh, in the year that they went first, in 2019-2020, they lost in the Eastern Conference semis. I, I stand corrected. That was in Toronto. Yes. This year, 
you can't lose to an eight seed for a one nope. and expect to the but they got the one title mm-hmm. okay they beat phoenix which was a, not really a shocker to everybody i think milwaukee thought they were always the better i think everybody always thought they were the better team mm-hmm. or whatnot but i just rattled off all of those all of those expectations that they missed they were in the top three. They were either first or third when Bud was there. And they got one championship appearance out of that. Won it. But in the last two seasons, what what do we always say? What? You sent the message in the group chat. <laughs> you sent the Janet Jackson message, Leon. <laughs> what have you done for me What lately? have you done for me lately? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep, and they see. Well, her beautiful self. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? And, and that's what the front office probably was singing to in him the once last he walked in the two door. years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what have you done? It's gone down. It's gone down. And the team, you can honestly say, probably got a little better. They had to replace Brockman. That was going to be a big-time move. But Brockman needed more money because he was, he was improving right. himself. Cost, um, cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the price you pay. But you still had Drew Holiday. You still had Chris Middleton, who, who was hurt majority you of the year. You still got your core. You still got your core. Brooke Lopez. They, those guys are still there. And you were still first in the East. It's, it, it's like the, it, to a certain – You can't you. lose the Miami yeah, in five, it, man. You yep. can't lose them in five. It's, this is what makes it worse, though. You ever heard the term – you guys are too old for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the team. How long has that team been together? Y'all been together for quite about some, six co- years. I, yeah, I all man. Of those times they've been together, man. It's it might be time to break that little group up. I, I don't know how you're gonna do it. They're gonna give it another up. shot. They it, it, they should. Just with a different coach because that that core has done a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, that core has also been bounced out early. Like it's like if they're not championship or bust. If they're not championship, they're at least conference finals. Conference finals at least, man. Yeah. You know, uh-uh, we ain't here. I, I, I mean, I, that's the reason I'm on the fence because they had such great regular season records mm-hmm. and based on what they've done two years ago. But that at the end of the day, that was two years ago. Two years Remember, ago. Frank Vogel was fired two years after, after the <laughs> Lakers won the right. NBA championship. Right. You know, right. They, it's not going for that. You know, it just the, the team's too old for that. You got this. Giannis has has pretty much. Giannis is in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, Middleton is in his prime. The bench players are all in. We they even cut the bench. They they have the same. These are the same group of guys. Bobby same. Portis, uh, Grayson Allen, who who actually has decided to become a basketball player, not really a, not necessarily a dirty player, but <laughs> he he's he's decided that he's going to become a. He was a great asset asset to them in the regular season. But you can't lose and not just losing seven. I think he would I think Bud probably would have held on for one more year. Yeah. yeah. You don't think so. I, I think know. first I think, round, I think, first round first bad. Yeah. First it's bad. round is bad. Yeah, but you only but won you one lost game. In five. Ooh, exactly. And you got backdoor swept. Yeah, you, you got, got swept. Is swept by yeah. an eight seed. Mm-hmm. Miami barely got in. They lost the playing game to Atlanta. So it. that means they had to play at home against Chicago. And get in the playoffs. Lose, oh, they lost and both. you lose that game. Ooh, they lost a lot of home games, didn't they? But they got closed out at home. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, with, with, with Jimmy Butler. With Jimmy game Butler. Five. With Jimmy two Butler. They lost two out of three games at home. With Jimmy Butler then, coming to the game with him on the ba- on, on the with, back. And with him on the Ooh, back. With oh. him on the back. And, and go and, ahead. And the and the and the they were up double digits going to the fourth quarter in both game in four both and game, game five. five and lost. Yes. Great point, John. Game four and both Jimmy buckets. Yeah. Jimmy Butler got him fired. Yes. <laughs> That's who basically got Bud fired. And, he, and and not let's not take anything away from Miami because they're two wins away from letting everybody know they ain't no flukes. Yes. Okay? They got the Knicks up 2-1 mm-hmm. right now. Yep, game four tomorrow. If Miami lost this series to the Knicks, which, uh, you know, they probably won't. But they might they might not. But if, if Miami loses this series to the Knicks, right, mm-hmm. you know how people are saying, telling Giannis, hey, Giannis, you think this season's a failure? And he comes up with this grand philosophy that I guess didn't work for Bud. <laughs> <laughs> if Miami politically they, correct, yeah, yes. he can, yeah. He, it was a, yeah. Do, do, do you think that every year that Jordan won didn't win, it was a failure? Nah, man, that we that we ain't talking about that because I think 
when I watch the inside of the NBA, our competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we gotta think that way. Yeah, you gotta think that way. You're right. I mean, we're losing, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the we're in the fight though. We're in the fight. Yeah. We're in the fight. But the the, the all I know is we we sweep the floor with them if we played uh, MLB home run oh, derby. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And boxing. <laughs> but um, Giannis's philosophy on this season not being a failure and him badgering, him trolling the report in response. Because Charles Barkley bit it. He 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 they, they he he kind of believed he went forward. Kenny Kenny Smith went for. Ernie Johnson went for Shaq was the only person like sitting there like, nah, man, I want to hear that. Because, y'all, at the end of the day, that, that core has been together for more than five years. That ain't supposed to happen. And granted, Miami is not a th- – th- that core has been together for quite some time too. But this is the point I'm trying to make. Let's touch on that too. Yeah, sure. If Miami were to lose this series – I want to bridge this. If Miami were to lose this series in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Which I hope don't happen. Which I hope doesn't happen for him. I, I'm, you know, um, would this would this season be considered a failure for Miami? No, no, because the, the expectations are different for Miami. In, in fact, nobody had them doing anything <laughs> this year. Now, I think that during the regular season they probably played a little lackluster, and they did because uh, Adebayo, even though he made the All Star team, he wasn't as good as he was two years before when they went on that run in the bubble. They – and then Butler – Butler played well. But they had a lot of injuries, and Butler was one of them. I think Butler missed like 20-something games this year. Mm-hmm. So, a, a lot of the injuries kind of played a significant part into Miami actually dropping down in the standings, right? right. So, everybody was like, okay, well, they, they got in there in eight seed, and okay, goodbye. Now, even I even said it. I said, oh, Miami will get a game because they're the Heat. Right. Yeah. I ain't expecting them to get four. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then and now they're two wins away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm going to say something. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. If Miami gets to the East Final, they're the favorites. Over, I will take them as the favorite over Boston or Philly. And Man, it, I wish I had that guarantee thing coming yeah. down like Chuck does. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and though Boston and Philly are both better than Miami on paper. Yes. Yep. Just the eye test. Oh, yeah. You know, the eye test said that Miami kind of wants it a little more than everybody else. Let spearheaded by Jimmy Butler, who was not an all-star this year. Should have been. Just like been. Harden. Just like Harden should have been an all-star this year. He right. missed out on the game. Brunson should have been an all-star this year. It was, just, it was just too many good players in the Eastern Conference. Right. You know, you just couldn't. You know, you couldn't take out. I mean, who was you going to take out in that on that roster? I mean, if you go back and look at it, it's really any. It's really not anybody you could take out of that. But I'll say this. In in regards to the Knicks, the Knicks can't t- jack up as many shots as they did and miss as many shots as they did. They missed 32 three-pointers. Uh-huh. Okay. You're and and you're doing it against a Miami team who's the worst three-point shooting team in the league. All right. You you're not I I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And Brunson can't be the guy that's, that's that you have to lean on every single night. I mean, Randall has got to has got to play better. He's got to play a little consistent. I know he's been banged up, but he's got to play a little consistent. Barrett has to give you that game that he gave you in game two, right? So it it, it all has to come together. Jalen Brunson has been the man for the New York Knicks in oh, yes. every single game yes, th- he has. that they played. He has been the man. And he's going to have to, as a point guard, he's going to have to score 40 if the other guys can't step it up. Yeah, and, and you can't be losing. Like I said, that was a heck of a – I mean – this is an AFC we're talking about with Miami beating down. They knocked out. They, they, they got the confidence. Like I said, if these guys don't do anything else as far as disappointment year, mm-hmm. if they don't do anything else this year, they knocked out Milwaukee. Yeah. That, that's enough to get that, – that's enough for some type of contract renegotiations or contract um, justification. Okay, yeah, we paying the right guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we got the right group of guys. We're, we're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think um, Jeff Spolster's job is pretty secure with that win in of itself. Mm-hmm. But if they could go off and beat Miami, and, st- and, and I mean, my bad. If Miami can go off beating New York, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Which I, is very I think possible. They will. Yeah, yeah. They might I, beat them in five again. Just disrespect everybody. Man. Yeah. They could really, I mean, this is, I mean. Just disrespectful. This is crazy because yeah. if you got two playing teams right now. It now it seems like the playing team, the playing terms, is actually a good idea. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's working. Because at first playing the, the playing term was like drafting a kid out of high school. <laughs> Chance is it's going to bust. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but th- this like we're seeing two playing teams mm-hmm. seemingly in control of playoff series. Deep into the playoffs. We're, this isn't just a first round. No. We're into the playoffs right now. Yes. And both these teams, I'm talking about the other team, you guys don't know I'm getting on with that one. Both the Lakers and the Heat, who were both in the finals of 2020, are dominating their series. And and they're seen to be in control. And and I, I you know, I believe that, especially in light of the W, that the way they won last game, I'm talking about Miami. They won that thing by double digits. It was not close. Yeah. They dominated the Knicks. They did. Mm-hmm. Like, they look like they could do it again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's hot down there, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> and, I, and I guess they can't take the heat. No pun no. intended. But exactly. I, yeah. Double I mean, entendre. Yeah. You mentioned something about the Lakers. I guess we're going to say Yeah, let's, let's get into the Lakers. I mean, Lakers. what a game yesterday. The Lakers, 30-point win, 127-97 over Golden State. Really just got control of the series down in L.A. And Anthony Davis, the man again. I mean, you said it. You said it many times, Leon. The Lakers will go only as far as Anthony Davis will take them. And he took them far last night, 25-13. All 13 rebounds on the defensive end. Yeah, it, it's a very, you know, this is interesting because it was a very unorthodox win for the Lakers. You're like, huh? Unorthodox? How is a win unorthodox? A win is a win, right? Yeah, win's a win, but how you win, but how you do it. They won without LeBron James taking a shot in the first quarter. They won, and this is something we've never seen with a team with LeBron on it like that. Mm-hmm. They're winning with LeBron having under 25 points, two games in a row. Well, not two games in a row, but both both wins came with LeBron the first time. They, they won. LeBron um, only had like 22 points, something like that. This game only had 21 points. Yeah, 21 points. Mm-hmm. You know, now granted, those were very impactful points because the, the points came mm-hmm. uh, in the second and third quarter. Mm-hmm. He set out most of the fourth. Right. But these, it, this is this is very. I think uh, NBA players said that this new role that LeBron James is playing on the Lakers is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, hold on, that's LeBron James. Yes, yeah, LeBron James, but we got to give kudos to the front office to understand that, yeah, that's LeBron James. We're trying to preserve LeBron James. So, therefore, let's get him some auxiliary players mm-hmm. that can complement LeBron James. Right. And that's what they did. Now, at first they tried it LeBron James's way. And his way just wasn't sufficient. Like LeBron. Yeah. Let's go off and just, we, okay, we, 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 brought, we brought your man over. Mm-hmm. You run at Russell Westbrook. The first time the experiment was a failure. It was. Yeah. And I don't care if AD was hurt last year or not. Y'all mm-hmm. both had Russell Westbrook and you had LeBron James on the, first, on, 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 on the court at the same time. Mm-hmm. It should have been a repeat of what you and Dwayne Wade did without Chris Bosh and what you and Kyrie Irving did. But it didn't happen that way because LeBron James' partner, Russell Westbrook, was just not efficient enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good, but he's just not efficient. So, LeBron, let's do it our way. Let us GM it, and let's bring you in some nice auxiliary play that you would never expect. Enter D'Angelo Russell. Enter Hashimura. Let's insert Austin Reeves, which I'd never seen coming, into the Nobody starting did. lineup. Yeah. I mean, that right there is just ingenuity, GM, front office ingenuity if I've never seen it before. Trust the process. 
And trust also, the process. And also trust hitting 48% from three. Yeah. Like the Lakers did last night. Which we haven't seen really all year. We didn't all think the season. Lakers were even capable of that. The Lakers were at one point in time the, at, at the, in the sewer mm-hmm. as far as three-point shooting is concerned. Okay. Here's I, I disagree with you somewhere. You said that, that the Lakers are dominating the series. I don't think they are. And here's why. Game one was close. Very. Anthony Davis, game one. Seven to ten from the field. Um, I'm sorry. No, he was um, 11 of 19 from the floor. Eight for eight in free throws. 30 and 23. 30 and 23. Solid game, right? Game two. No they show. get scrubbed up. He is five for 11 from the field. Only attempted one free throw and made it. All right? Game three. Lakers dominate. Davis, 7 of 10 from the field, 11 of 12 from the line. I need for him to put together back-to-back games. They have to put together a great game for game four, or else Golden State will do what they did to Sacramento to the Lakers. They were down two games to none and came back in seven. And Steph Curry put up 50. These Warriors, yes. They, listen, the Lakers, and for all intents and purposes, should just dominate this series because they're smaller. Mm-hmm. They don't have the bodies to bang with Davis and LeBron and then all those boys. And that clearly showed, right, in game three. But that should have shown in game one and game two because you, you, you have to relegate Golden State into a shooting team. Right. All right. You have to make them shoot out, shoot your lights out. It's okay for them to take up 73s, but if they only hit 13 of them, you're not going – they're going to win. You're, you're going to beat gonna them. Win. Yeah. You're going to beat yeah, them. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. I'm looking over these stats, and I'm trying to see exactly where the 30-point deficit comes from because the Lakers only hit two more threes than Golden State, mm-hmm. and they only hit six more field goals. But I think the shooting oh. average is about 50%. I found it. Found it. Free throw line. Yes, sir. Here it is. Free throw line. Uh, Where Golden State shoot on a three. 28, 37, 12, and 17. You're right, Leon. There it is. There it is. Because look at the plus. Have you seen the plus minus totals for the Lakers? Austin Reeves, 31. Davis, 28. LeBron, 26. Those are absurd numbers for a a starting five. Yes. Anthony Davis, free throws, 11 of 12. LeBron, 7 for 8. Yep. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 5 for 8. They're getting to the line. Dennis Schroeder, 3 for 6. Lonnie Walker, two for four. Everybody's shooting at least 50%. Um, our, our weakest link on from the free throw line was really just Daniel uh, Schroeder. Uh, his name is Daniel? Who? Schroeder? What's Schroeder? It's Dennis. Dennis. It's, it's Dennis. Dennis. Why am I calling this man Dennis? Dennis Schroeder. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Dennis well, okay, Dennis Schroeder. Sorry, mm-hmm. Dennis. But Schroeder was our weakest link from the, um, from the free throw line. He shot 50%. Lonnie Walker shot 50%. Everybody's shooting efficient from the free And the Lakers are just more aggressive. Yeah, uh, Davis had as many field uh, foul shooting attempts as the Warriors had makes. Twelve. Twelve. Yep. So that's there's that's good. There's good the eye, key. Leon. Good good yep. eye. There's the key. Good eye. And the, the person who, line. the person who gets who got to the line the most yes, yesterday was Kuminga with three. Yeah. They're not aggressive. They're not aggressive team. And that's and that's it. But it's kind of like the team in football that is willing to play hard defense and run the ball. The Lakers are playing hard defense. It's just, it looks like – well, they're, and, they're it, and they're not giving up the, the ticky-tack fouls. Right. The you hand got, checks. You have Golden State shot 44 three-pointers. Right. That is bad basketball. That mean, what, what offense are you running? Oh, yeah, 1344. <laughs> yeah, 1344 for 30%. It, what kind of offense is that? And no, that's not in reality. The only reason why they're able to get away with such playing bad, bad basketball, because mm-hmm. they have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Right. Other than that, that's this is what happens. You get you, 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 in the playoffs, you play basketball like that, you get beat by thirty, because it's either you're on or you're off. If that team figures out that you guys are living and dying for that three, and you guys are the only aggressive player they have on offense, from, from what it seems, is um, Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are the only players that are willing to get their hands dirty inside the paint. 
The rest of them, they want to play, with all due respect, they're playing light-skinned basketball. If <laughs> 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 that makes sense. They're playing a little, they're, they're playing like, they, they, they don't want to get their hands dirty. You don't want to pound the ball inside because you don't want to get fouled. Right. That's what it sounds like. Right. If, if, the three's not, if, if the three's not working right, shoot more threes. Yeah. That's, how, <laughs> that's how the Lakers lost the, the second game. You let the momentum get away from you to the point where Darvin Ham, I, I like the way he did. You notice the momentum's got, getting away from you. Just pull everybody out. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I should have called timeout a couple, uh, some time ago and all that. I let him know. Get them out. We're regrouping. Well, it's like, where's, where's the coaching? Steve Kerr? Hey, I got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. What do you want me to do? Right. <laughs> what do you want me to do, man? Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean? this, is, this is what we do. We, we, we shoot the three-pointers. Is it bad basketball? Yes, it is. We're playing five out. Well, four out, we got – we, we, we got we – got, uh, well, shoot. Who, who's the gentleman who gets all the rebounds for the Golden State Warriors whose name I can't – Looney. Kevin Looney. Kevin Looney. Yeah. And he had did he had twenty something rebounds in, in in game one in game one yeah he had twenty three boards he had, for ten points I think he had seventeen in game two like he's he's beasting down there and he's not even that big he's like six nine yeah but he's beasting down there man he's, he's banging with Davis I got to give him credit man he's down there banging with the big boys man yeah he's he's hustling and but last game he only had about four rebounds yeah he didn't have many yeah came they, off the bench. Only played 16 minutes, had four boards. And a lot, a big part of that is because they, you know, Golden State wants to play five out. So the, all the Lakers have to do, since we understand that Golden State likes to play, they like to, they like to run a lot of picks and play five out. So get around those picks, know when to switch, and keep a hand in their face and blow them out by 30. And it seems to me that, you know, whatever game, now we're, we're going to, now if the Lakers could put together, if the Lakers, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers win that game, it ain't going seven. Okay. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. It ain't going seven. It'll it'll go six. I, I think it'll go. I think it'll go six. I don't. I don't think because see what the Lakers are going. They're going to do the same thing like they did against Memphis game five. They right. like uh, you know what? I, we'll finish y'all off in LA. You got to come back angry. You got to angry. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Get, get get it get get it off. This is a huge ga- game for. Is a huge game. I think more so for Golden State than it is for the Lakers. And I say that because you're right, Leon. It, the, if they go up three one on, I, I just don't see Golden State no. rattling off yeah, three straight wins exactly. I don't against see that, that Lakers team. Yeah, right. Mm. You know, it's just crazy on how the Lakers. Again, we talk about these playing, and everybody's like, "Oh no, like no, this is working, man. It works. It, yep. It's working. It's working. The Lakers just they're finding their stride they're at getting the better. right time. At the right time. At the right time. Exactly. Just like the Heat. Yeah. At the right time. And here's the thing about the Lakers, though, I mean, or Golden State. At the other end of that spectrum, <laughs> I think we thank you, Leon, because I'm yeah. As I sip my my lemon water, at <laughs> Leon, you know. We come over here. We got to we got to eat and drink healthy when we exactly. do. Exactly, but that's good though because I'm on my health kick too. <laughs> um, the Denver Nuggets is the most underrated one seed I think I've ever seen. No one's talking the about them. The most disrespected one seed, probably. But they don't have any stars. They have no stars. Jokic. But they got guys that can put twenty points up any yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're a blue collar. They are the blue collar playoff team. Except Jokic. Jokic right. is Jokic. a superstar. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But you if you look it. at all the all these other teams, the Sixers have marquee talent. Mm-hmm. The Celtics have marquee talent. I think the Knicks are still are kind of, they're they're still in the blue collar. Um, yeah, yeah there's some blue collar teams out there because you look at what would you call Miami a blue collar team? A uh, what collar team? Blue collar team. Who? No uh, no stars. Who? Hard work. Miami. Yeah. Nas. No, they say Bam, they a black and blue team because they beat you up. <laughs> yeah, but as far as them able to achieve success without any real superstars. Yeah, no, nah, no. I, I mean, what would you put Butler? He didn't make the All-Star game this year. That's but true. That's he true, but a, he should have made it. Yeah, as Dan, yeah. As Daniel correctly pointed out. Right. But, okay, I, I would call Jimmy Butler, is he a superstar or just a star? See, and we, and we talked about this on a previous show. Uh-huh. Cause this is show two hundred. Man, this is show two hundred, man. Yep. 
Like we didn't we didn't dress up in tuxes or nothing. No, like we're that on t-shirts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> This I just thought do. about it. This just showed up with two hundred, <laughs> man. This is this is big fun. We've been man. at this for some years now. Yeah, man. This is this is huge, man. Every Sunday we come together. Exactly. Yeah, this, man. I, I remember we, we covered the Toronto and no, um and um, Seventy Six game. We were we were covering that. Yeah, we yeah. We, yeah. we remember the days. We we were doing this back in the days when Milwaukee was still coming up. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, now we we fast forward and they're they're like, yeah, we might they might have, they're coming up now. They may have to break it up. They have to break exactly. it up. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. But back to his, well, back to what you're saying. We're from Jimmy to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Whew. Man, he, he's right there. But I, I think I think what it is, I think what always elevates people into status is how do you do in the playoffs, and if you're able to lead a team to a championship. When we talk about superstars, we're talking about Michael and LeBron and Kobe and and Wilt and Kareem. And they're all have one and thing in Bird common. And Magic. They got one thing in common. It's one common denominator. They're all huge in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. That's yep. They have they have stamped their names on the playoffs. Because that was the one thing that, in my opinion, and I'm gonna go back with this one. But T-Mac or Tracy McGrady, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was really good during the regular season, but he could never get over that hump during the playoffs. I'm, I'm talking about I don't even think he even won a playoff series leading in the team. KG had that problem. But Kevin Garnett, I don't think they've ever gotten out the first round with him leading the team. Yeah. And, you know, he's a superstar and everything like that. But mm-hmm. then again, that's the difference. Yep. Yep. That is the difference. If yep. you're not – if you don't shine, mm-hmm. like you can be a star, stars shine mm-hmm. during, the, during the regular season. But the playoff stuff is superstars shine in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I mean, the playoffs. That's when, that's when the money's really on the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's the, the – even in the NFL – you know, you're good during a regular season, but can, are you great during the playoffs? And right. I, I think that's, you know, we look at the NFL, which is right around the corner. Yep. The, you know. Uh, scheduled drop day is supposed to be Thursday. Yes, sir. Adjust your, adjust your plans. Again, I, you, said, you heard it here first. I think the regular season opener will be Cincinnati at Kansas City. How good is Aaron Rodgers really? How good was he? Very good. How good is he now? Who the heck knows? Well, I'm just saying, how much playoff success? Like, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. he has pretty good regular seasons. They haven't missed playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then when in playoffs, that's, that, is Dak a superstar? Mm. Is he a superstar? How many playoff wins he had? Two? One? Maybe one. I th- it, like, didn't he get one this year? Yes. He got one. He gets one a year. And then he got one last year. He got one. Yeah, he gets the first round at home, yeah. the wild card game at home. He gets that one. But mm-hmm. when he goes to the divisional round and has to go to a division winner, that's when the wheels fall off. That's when the wheels fall off. <laughs> he has not been. In fact, <coughs> Dallas hasn't been to a conference championship since 96, 97. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that doesn't drive Jerry Jones crazy. Mm-hmm. And and so we're saying that this common denominator transcends sports. I mean, not, not, it's not just in basketball. No, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Clayton. I mean, people were asking questions about Clayton Kershaw and his ability to perform in the playoffs, as far especially during the World Series. Mm-hmm. He'll get you there, but then when you get to the World Series, you might have to bench him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and and that's and you know when when we look at these great players in reference to Jimmy Butler. I'm on the cusp with Jimmy. I'm still on the cusp with Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? You know, is you know, I think he's a star. During the playoffs, yeah, he's a superstar. He's a su- he's on superstar status right now, though. Yeah, and and I think it's clear that you you have to put him on star level. But it, oh man, to elevate him to superstar status, that's that's a lot to ask. That's yeah. a lot to ask. Curry, Durant, LeBron, LeBron. You know, with my eyes closed, Jokic. With my eyes closed, I can I can say. And Jokic only because listen, let's not count the championships because we all know how hard it is to win 
we know how hard it is to win an NFL championship. Yeah. Yeah. An NBA championship, mm-hmm. a World Series, and I think the hardest one might be the Stanley Cup. We just saw the Boston Bruins, who just had 65 wins this year, who was supposed to be the cream of the crop of the league, get beaten by the Florida Panthers in seven. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's tough to it's tough to do that. Yet alone to repeat. Yeah, man, let's not even talk about That's that. That's the toughest thing, I think. That, you know, when, when's the last time we've seen a team repeat in the super in in, 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 in football in, in the NFL? Cowboys. How many years ago was Long. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might have been the Cowboys. I thought it was New England. No, it wasn't. It's, it's never repeated. No, it's not New England. They didn't yeah, repeat. they never repeated. They won a lot. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to repeat because the reason why it's so hard to repeat because once teams have tape on you, and also because. The league front offices has mandated parity. Yes. You you win, you get the worst draft pick. You get the hardest schedule. You get uh, the salary cap is going to come back and bite you in the tookie. So yep. you got all these things working against you for re- for repeating. Yeah. Actually, I, uh, I was right. It was New England. Okay. New England repeated in Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, like 20, 38 like, and 39. Like decades ago. Yeah. yeah. They oh, did it decades ago. Almost <laughs> 20 years ago. Going on 20. Yeah, Which does they, not take away from our point. Right. They, they, beat, they beat Carolina one and, year and then came back to Philadelphia. Yeah, they beat the yep. Eagles. Yeah. But it still doesn't take away from our point. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. That was decades. That was that was a, it was I was fans. a freshman in college. There are fans yep. of football right now who weren't alive when that was happening. Yes. Yep. That's a lifetime ago. And that goes back. It's, it's hard to repeat because once teams get – it's hard to win a playoff series mm-hmm. because of seven games. They're talking about seven yep. games of adjustments that people have tape on you on. Yep. So you're winning, you're winning series after series after series. Yep. Then you come back and you win again. Yep. yep. That is ridiculously hard, especially – it goes back to what you said again, Daniel, especially in hockey when you're dealing with – you're dealing with a series. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we can't take away – we can't take away – and, man, we, we cannot take away from these coaching staffs and these players. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to do. It, it's extremely tough, man. I mean, you, you look at – look at the success of Kansas City, right, the, the Chiefs. I mean, the you level of consistency. The, the level of consistency that they've had. And although they've been, since Mahomes started, became a starting quarterback, it's been AFC championship, no less. Mm-hmm. But they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl every year. Cincinnati stopped them one year, right? Last year. Other, last year. And then they got to the, you know, when they get to the Super Bowl, they've won two, mm-hmm. right? But then they lost another one to Tampa Bay that came and just dominated them. Yep. It's 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 really hard to just get that focus, man. And not only that, since uh, Kansas City has lost several of their players of their star players year after year, kind of like what happened to New England. Yeah. And uh, you know Tyreek Hill for this season. Yeah. He was gone. They still found their way back. Yep. The uh, two consistency, the two main factors. You got to have a generational talented quarterback. Yep. And you got to have a mastermind coach that knows what to do with the people he has. Yes. You need both of those, and New England, Kansas City, they mm-hmm. had, they have both of those. They had both of those and to keep that consistency level going. And and now that and now that uh, Bill Belichick has lost Tom Brady, he's finding it really hard mm-hmm. to plug in those to plug in those players. So really, you need one so you can get the other. Do you do you believe that New England will lose Bill Belichick on purpose? Because <laughs> we see the same thing happening in San Antonio right now with yeah with, with the Spurs and their lack of success over the years. Right. Well, again, yeah, but this is this is going on what four, five, six years for San Antonio. Yeah, they're going to lose Bill Belichick. I mean, they're going to lose Popovich, yeah, who's Pop- like the Bill Belichick of football of basketball, yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get fi- he's gonna get fired. And Belichick, well, again, we've uh, he's seen the AFC East supremacy be conceded to Buffalo, who has Josh Allen, and he's proved to be one of those talents. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of how is he gonna how's he gonna survive? Um, again, he might just call it quits three or four in three or four years if he can't if he can't retake the mountaintop. Or I think at this at this point he ha- he has allowed himself to go out on his own terms. Uh, as long as he does it within the next three years. Well, if this he, Belichick, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and needless to say, remember the Jets. Okay, the Jets are now 
Aaron Rodgers is in that division now. Okay, and I, I know it's not so much of a threat, but he, it's better than what they've had the last three Man, seasons. The whole yeah, AFC yeah. East is crazy right now. You got Miami is a problem. Miami's um, defense has gotten better. You mm-hmm. know, the question is with them is what's Tua's health? Yeah, what Tua's right. to be where Tua's like, brains at? Yeah, literally. Where, where's yeah. his? Yeah, they got to they got to get a better offensive line. Uh, the Jets. Uh, listen, if Aaron Rodgers can give you the the yardage that he gave you a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. With the exception of just failing in the in the NFC, that was the championship. No, that was the divisional. Yeah, that was, that was the divisional round when they lost to San Francisco. Yep. If he's got a better defense, he's got a much better defense. He's probably got a top ten rated defense now with Mosley and Gardner mm-hmm. playing in that. Then Buffalo has been the class of the division the last three seasons with Allen at the quarterback position, and then you can't, you really can't sleep on New England. You know, but what is Mac Jones going to I be? I think they. I think Belichick has realized that Mac Jones isn't the answer, and mm. I think I think this. If if he falls falters this season, Belichick's going to make have to make a trade to get a to get a quarterback. Or they may they may jump up because the Caleb Williams sweepstakes has officially begun. So okay. they may jump up and try to get him or or the uh, or the kid from North Carolina uh, may. Right. Drake May. So if you're a Belichick, you're up there in age. You know, do you have time to even mentor and develop a rookie, uh, a young rookie again? Do you have it in you to do? I mean, does he even have the time? I think, he does, I think he's realizing he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, he doesn't because McDaniel's is not there. Right. Where's McDaniel's? Uh, uh, Las he, Vegas. Yeah, I think he went to La- yeah. did he yeah. go to Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, he's head coach in Las Vegas, so his right-hand man is not there. Dang, and he's got, he's got Garoppolo there. And he's got Garoppolo there, so he's got to worry about that that situation, which it's not really a bad situation. Cause, uh, listen, yeah. Garoppolo is a quality quarterback when healthy. Right. You know? Yeah, I remember Josh, Josh McDaniels when he was with Denver. Yeah, that, did, got, that he, didn't go well. He got called Spygating. <laughs> Speaking of play, uh, people behaving badly, we got about eight minutes left. There are a couple topics I want to—I just want to touch yeah. on. I'll—I'll—I'll uh, I'll, I'll give both the topics, and you guys can jump in whichever mm. on whichever one you want to talk on. Okay. University of Alabama has a problem with their baseball th- with their baseball squad. They had the problem with Nate Oates in basketball. Now baseball has been unable to uh, stay out of the news. Brad Bohannon, their head coach, was fired prior to the series with Vanderbilt for betting on his own team. Wow. Now, what he did was he was in touch with an with a intermediary who was at a sports book at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. When LSU got an injury to their pitcher, he would be on the phone to this gentleman, and the gentleman would place bets. So much money was moving that the sports book uh, took the LSU series off the table and a, or off the books mm-hmm. and, and suspended that. And an internal Alabama investigation uh, found out what was happening. Either Bohannon lied was and was presented with the facts. We don't know how all this has happened, but he was fired as head coach of the University of Alabama baseball. Now, this is a black mark for Alabama in basketball and baseball two of the big three Alabama's thinking they're lucky stars that Nick Saban is still around and still running his program apparently clean you know just the NCAA hasn't hasn't mattered hasn't uh, touched on anything left so that's one that's one situation the other situation is another instance deplorable instance of broadcasters behaving badly this one is for the Oakland A's announcer Glenn Kuyper who during a uh, I guess it was an intro uh, before one of his games last week inadvertently uttered the n-word and he and apparently he did an apology and Nick and there's a line drive from Nick Castellanos it goes into the stands and the Reds are up four to nothing Mm-hmm. So we don't know what the immediate fallout will be. Will Glenn Kuyper keep his job? Now, he is the son, I believe, of Dwayne Kuyper. Who calls the Giants. Giants. Who calls the Giants. One of their, one of their, one of their, of course, right across mm-hmm. the bay. And, of course, the Oakland A's have signed that deal to move to Las Vegas in, I believe, two seasons when the new ball, when the, when Las Vegas is going to build the ballpark a little bit north of Allegiant Stadium on the 
west side of I-15 as you go north. As you go north, the strip is on the right, the east side, and on the west side, well, it's a little undeveloped. You're going to have, you have some properties there. The Rio is on one, but in terms of the glitz and the glamour, you don't really have anything, so the ballpark is going is going up there. So, we have another example of a, of a broadcaster opening his mouth and sticking his foot in it. Will, so my question is, what do you think about the Alabama? And again, you can take whatever, whatever topic you want. Whatever you, what do you think about Alabama firing their baseball coach? And what do you think you think Glenn Kuyper should keep his job as voice of the A's? But we're in May, so firing him is going to be a little problematic because now you're asking the other broadcasters to pick up the slack. Oh, the Alabama coach? Man, you got Pete Rose still hasn't made it to the Hall of Fame yet, and that's yeah. Pete Rose. That's they're self-explanatory, not, right? They're not going. That that just that just jeopardizes the integrity of the sport. Because you're betting on your own team. Yeah. Because Rhodes, I mean, Rhodes says, "Hey, I'm." Well, I think Pete's Pete's uh, explanation was, "Hey, I'm betting on my team to win." Win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. They didn't well, care. Well, they didn't. I was yeah, like, hey, you're missing the point. Because yeah. he could have might have made that clear on his deathbed. Yeah. That you do not. Do not let him in mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. Man, right. let me tell you, because that's what that's based on how long. Because people are wondering, like, hey, how long he been doing that? Yeah. How long he been doing that? Have you been doing that as a player? You know, people. Just, it's like when you when you lack integrity, it's like man. Now everything's just like even even when you were saying in reference to Alabama, right? The about the the baseball, the basketball. Then even when you said Nick Saban, you kind of cast that doubt on it. Hold on, what else they got going over there? As far as we know, exactly. You know, exactly. We know, I mean, I, I right. mean, I know that's Nick. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But based on what we're seeing, yeah, and I'm pretty sure your colleagues of these people, it, it says that if you hang around five degenerates, you're the six. Right. So you have all these degenerate programs, all this degenerate activity going on. I mean, here we go. In, in Alabama, they're base, they were basically protecting an acute, what, not, not, maybe not a killer, but an accomplice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't want to cast Yeah, I think that's what it was, it's, not, it, it's it was Something like, the, like that, yeah. Kind of like the whole Ray, uh, Ray Lewis situation where they thought, no, we're not saying he killed the guy. We're saying he knows no, who, who killed, killed the guy. The guy. Yeah. Right, and he's right. not being forthcoming about and that. And he's not being, that's probably what the problem is. And, they were, and they, were, they were kind of protecting him. And that's what, what got Nate Oates into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, correct. So, so you have all this felonious behavior at the University of Alabama. Yeah, so that makes us look at Nick Saban kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. oh, they are you it. next? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and of course, are you next? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to touch on the one that I think that hits home mm-hmm. for for all three of us now because Leon has joined us on the broadcast yes. team. John, you and I have broadcast games together since. 2010, yeah. I want to say when we started so out so- at Georgia Perimeter yeah, College. Soccer, right? softball, soccer, baseball. Soccer, softball, baseball. You and I have done just about almost every sport. We haven't hit offered. ice hockey. We haven't did ice hockey yet. We want to get <laughs> ice hockey. Yeah, I, I would love to do ice hockey. I'm not going to lie to you, man. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. I am gracious and I am fortunate to have worked with one of the best in the business. I always say he's one of the best in the business. I am fortunate to have called – some of the best games that I've called, especially here locally, we work for Pace Academy. We do games for Reinhardt. John does his thing with Georgia State. What do you always say? The mic is always hot. Mm-hmm. It's always hot even when it's not. Well, not because no, you all, w- when we did our game at Kennesaw and, we, and the mic was off, we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. We thought it was – now, we didn't say anything. We didn't say anything incendiary. No. 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 But, it, you know, it was insinuated that we were talking about the guys, though. Yes. Yeah. And we weren't. No. <laughs> right? So, it's like, okay, maybe if you listen a little bit, you know. Yeah. But, but listen, Glenn Kuyper, like you said, you think he's the son of Dwayne Kuyper, right? Sure, Dwayne yeah. Kuyper is, has one of the best voices in – and he it, was a great second baseman for the Giants. He sure was. Is there any kind of relation to Mel Kuyper? No. No. There's no. a U. There's a U stuck there's in there. There's a U stuff in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Mel's like, no, 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 no. Mel says, I have no U. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just you have to learn but how I, to keep your emo- you have to learn to keep your personal feelings about somebody aside when yeah, you're doing it. Because it wasn't a hot mic moment. It was he was just going at it, and then it just. Kind of popped oh, out. Oh, it just popped out. That's like what, that's what like, I like, think it was. Like a Freudian slip? Yeah, exactly. 
That's, wow. That's what I thought. So he didn't get caught on the broadcast like your boy uh, uh, a couple of years back. Brenneman. Uh, uh, Brenneman. Tom uh, Brenneman. No. Nah, the world heard that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the entire world heard that. Yeah. And he was and he was gracious enough to finish doing the, the third inning. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just slowly stepped aside. Oh, yeah. He knew like, it was over. It's a wrap, yeah. bro. And I look like this. And like and Nick Castellanos with the with the absolutely great timing to hit a home run at that exact yep. point, which made the moment <laughs> even that much more insane. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. You, you got because we got to look at it. Um, I'm not equating um the N word to the to the F word. We can't use that term either. No. You know what I mean? And I'm saying yeah. though, if you if for for what I'm saying is this. There's a double standard in media that mm-hmm. goes on when, when you have people who disrespect black people, they all they gotta do is apologize and mm-hmm. that's it. Cause we don't we, we still haven't heard the verdict on Tony Romo. And mm-hmm. we and the good and well, I won't say the good thing, but the thing that's helping mm-hmm. CBS is that we got until se- August and September. Right. Yeah. And it's just a matter of if someone's gonna have to keep that in the consciousness yep. until we get until we get there and you know not allow people to forget right because yeah. that will happen that will happen because Kyrie Irving was almost given a death sentence if it wasn't for the community standing up on in, on his behalf yeah or just forwarding a link he didn't even say anything he just forwarded a link yeah you know um we we're, we we can't forget about um Kanye West and his tirade that he went on the Jewish community right. But what I'm saying is when people talk about Jewish people mm-hmm. and homosexuals, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, God, that's like, that's like blasphemous, right? Yeah. But then when you have Jewish people and we don't, I mean, say disparaging things about black people, mm-hmm. Sarah Silverstone, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I think Bill Maher is like half Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Recently, we had Phil Jackson just go oh, yes. say some crazy. Yeah, he just went off, didn't he? Yeah, he, he just did, went yeah. off. He just jumped out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, man, Phil. Yeah, people looking at Phil. Like, at its best. Okay, right? okay, Phil. You know, and um, and then you had the whole Jerry Jones situation. Yeah. You know where you know he was actually one of the people that was stopping yep. the Little Rock Nine. Yeah, from yep. and, and he was there. He was that that, that was all. He, I don't care what anybody says. He was there to stop that because they had all males there. Mm-hmm. So they had the warrior class at the school. And you know, and then you look at you fast forward a hundred years, and he's he's really anti Colin Kaepernick and told all his players that if you guys participate in this, I'll fire you. Yeah. Now we see where he gets that from. Yes. 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 So, and then, you know, I'm touching on what Daniel brought up last week in reference to no black players being drafted from um, these schools. Yeah, which HBCUs. HBCUs. That, yeah, that, only one HBCU player drafted. <coughs> and that's not just HBCUs, but it just happens to be SC, F- FCS schools. Do we know how yeah. many were uh, brought on as UFAs? No. That's a good question. We we, a good we, question we'll, we'll, we'll have that ask I would love to week. see that, yeah. yeah I, would, but I would love to see if, if, for, if any. For some reason, the NFL does not draft out of FC, FCS schools, if you notice. Like they used to. Yep. There used to be a hotbed. I mean, it was just a hotbed recently, like maybe five years ago. You can pick up a guy from a school that you ain't never heard of before. And you're like, it's, what? It's FBS or nothing now. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, they, it's like to the point now where there's some silent pact that the FBS signed with the NFL that states that, hey, we're only doing business with these schools and these schools only. Yep. These conferences, probably. Man, and the same thing goes for the NBA to a certain degree. Yeah. Yep. They're only drafting school, um, players from FBS schools. Mm-hmm. And we look at we, – we have to follow the money. But it's, you know, and it, it, it's a, it's, they, they could cover it up like, hey, we're not being racist. We're just um, – we could be something other – it's another type of ism. That they're using, but they're definitely anti-FCS schools. FCS students are not being drafted. They're elitism. There it is. I like that. If you're not, if you're not. That's right. If if you're, it is elitism. If you're not going to these schools that are financial, that have direct, that we have direct financial ties to, we're not going to draft you. Okay. Unofficially. They're not going to come out publicly and say that. No. 
But no. the writing is the writing is literally on the wall. That was a good play we just witnessed. Yeah, the Padres and Dodgers are on right now. Do- uh, Padres with a two nothing lead over L.A. That's in the what, top of the top second. Of the second. Yep. yep. Just going underway. Braves well, had a great great game today. Uh, Michael Harris walked off lead uh, walk off double. Yeah. Well, First so time I've seen the whole Braves <laughs> game this season. That's so. because they started at eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was yeah. it's NBC's leadoff game on. Uh, it's they're basically promoting their NBC game of the week on Peacock. On Peacock. But yep. they give. Like a like a crack dealer, they'll give you one for free with the hope that you pay for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Great, great analogy. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. I just want to mention before we go, this weekend is the lacrosse finals from Denmark High School. I'll have the call for it on N- on the NFHS network this Friday and Saturday. We have two games on Friday, four on Saturday. Georgia has grown to three classifications for lacrosse as opposed to just two. Uh, the semifinals are going to be Monday and Tuesday. we got some great teams going at it. Uh, of course, the Milton girls are in there as well. They've won 16 titles trying to get a 17th. They're they yep. are um, with Walton in their semifinal. Pace Academy is going up against Fellowship Christian. They are the one seed in the 4A to A category, so they're in the semifinals. Wish those other teams still hanging around. Buford's at West Forsyth. Lambert at South Forsyth. Lambert, they were the uh, runners-up last season on the boys' side. Uh, interesting thing, Cambridge and Roswell are playing in the semis for 6A in both girls and boys, so we'll see which one gets the both gets the nod in that Marist in there as well on the boys side they play Alatuna it's going to be again two matches on Friday four on Saturday starting at 6 p.m. from Denmark High School in Alpharetta and then we're going to recommence at noon from the same place as we award all the trophies again you can catch it on nfhs.com it's the lacrosse finals it's my third year doing the lacrosse finals hopefully uh looking forward to it should be a lot of fun so thank you again for listening this has been the last three guys to do a podcast i'm john morgan with daniel bolton leon brown on another sunday uh next week is mother's day we'll see if we're around uh we may be celebrating our moms and not being able to do it but Uh, If we do, we go remote. We'll talk more basketball as the NBA Finals get into the conference championships. We'll break down those matchups as well. Thank you so much for listening. As as usual, you can download this and any other of our episodes from wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Odyssey, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, all the the big ones. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. This has been the last three guys to do a podcast. Bye.